here we go. We're in. We're we're here. The episode everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> the one that nobody asked for, but we'll get. Exactly. Yeah. Are you living in a closet nowadays? Basically. You're like <laughs> Harry Potter. I was just about to say, I am Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we are uh, we are going to do the Taylor Swift episode. We're going to jump into it in a little bit here. Um, we do have some new music though. A little bit of news that I just heard uh, oh. today. I'm I'm uh, I've been off Instagram for the last week, just like studying for school and stuff. So right. I I don't know if this is like new news or if it's confirmed. But I heard Travis confirmed he's dropping Utopia next week. Yep along with a movie yep, in theaters? I just saw that today, yeah. What is that yeah. all about? I, I have no idea. I'm <laughs> I'm on the same page as you. I just heard about that today when he uh when he right. performed in Miami when he did what was it, Rolling Loud? Yeah, yeah, I think that's where he announced it. Yeah, so that's that's nuts. I don't even like has right. there been any promotion for that movie or anything? No, I haven't seen anything I think he released like a little teaser, but they didn't even think that anybody that I saw didn't think that it was for like a movie or anything. They just thought it was like, they thought it was like a release for a buildup for the trailer for the album. Oh, so like some people like make a little trailer for the album. Yeah. And they thought that that was like the promotional trailer for the trailer. And then he was just going to drop an album trailer and then the, you know, album itself. Yeah. So I have no idea what it's going to be like. Like, I feel like most, music movies are pretty not great like right. i'm just thinking back to like like uh you know being is that we just listened to taylor swift like she had that little 10 minute short film thing for all too well uh i don't know if you ever saw machine gun kelly's downfalls high that he did for tickets um and then like i like she easy did a movie for an album at one point and they're really not that good unless it's in the context of like you're a fan of the album and right you kind of just want like more story around it. So I don't know if that's what it's going to be for Travis or if he's going to do, try to do something like artistic or whatever, but I guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. A legend. Truly. (laughs) He, (laughs) on the video I watched, he was like, well, I'll see y'all in Egypt. If you can make it. I was like, no (laughs) one's going dude. No (laughs) no dude the whole world's gonna be there have you seen the the meme that's going around of drake in like a mosh pit and he's like just mobbing and the the (laughs) caption is like my mom emailing me who sold the house and then it's like me in egypt (laughs) (laughs) drake's just mobbing (laughs) classic yeah that's that's i mean it'd be a it'd be a sick concert but yeah anyways um i think that's all i got for news like there's not really anything that blew me away that i saw yeah i mean right now barbie has outsold oppenheimer by like over double yeah i did see that i think that was predicted a large portion of that i think is just how accessible barbie is like right you have people our age and older going to see it you've got Mm -hmm. like people in high school that are down to see it and then like obviously it's going to have a little bit well, not a little. It's going to have a lot more appeal to like a younger generation than Oppenheimer will. Yeah, that's, that's um, valid. But I did see that both of them surpassed box office like projections, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I, like I think the fourth it was... biggest opening day for 
like fourth biggest opening week in box office history between the two movies. So, uh, give me one sec. Uh, my front yard might be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> one sec. Hey, yo, what? Um, I don't know how much of this is going to stay in the podcast. Jaden thinks his front yard is on fire right now. Um, yeah, we're probably going to cut all this out, but that's uh, that's wild. And um, we'll probably just use this little clip of me talking nonsense to nobody for bloopers or some stuff. Um, it's great to to be here on the podcast. Um, I'm excited to talk about Taylor Swift. I think uh, this has really opened my eyes and, and changed my perspective on how I view the world. Um, I, I think she's a, a true visionary. Um, I don't know how much of that's true, but I, I'm just uh, saying things that, that are going to fill this time. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Is it on fire? We're good. Oh, okay. I just got a text from my girlfriend and she was like, Hey, uh, something's burning by your house. Is your like is your yard on fire? <laughs> also, I just found a dead pigeon on my doorstep. Something's going on and you're your living eye. out you're living out insidious, dude. Like, I basically am. Dude, I don't want to sound like a pansy, but I've legit had like multiple nights of nightmares since I saw that movie. What the? And it's not even like I was really that scared watching the movie. I don't know why. My brain's just spazzing about it. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so now that good. you're back, we're good. Your house isn't on fire. We're no. cool. Um, we're fine. Let's jump into this new music. Um, couple songs that we wanted to talk about and hit on before we jump into our more lengthy discussion of taylor swift um right. and uh we're gonna postpone talking about secret invasion um until next week when the finale comes out we'll just hit those last two episodes then right. so all right um speaking of travis scott mm-hmm. drop the song k-pop um yep. the one that has been kind of secretly been promoted um as he's been teasing collaborations with bad bunny and the weekend Came out together on the same song. Uh, did you check this one out? This yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I liked the vibe of it. Yeah. It was it was super just island vibe. Yeah. Uh, cool song. Um, honestly, the first time I listened to it, I was not impressed at all. Like, I don't know if, like, my sound system that I was listening to it on was just not doing it justice <laughs> or whatever, but it did sound very good to me. And I was like, uh, well, that's kind of trash. And then I listened to it again and gave it a little bit of a, a different uh, chance just because I had kind of lower expectations, I think. And right. I enjoyed it a lot the second time. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's a great Travis Scott song and okay. it's not what I want Utopia to be. I think it's a great Bad Bunny song. It's like yeah. the songs that I've heard from him that I love have this similar vibe. And I think The Weeknd and Travis just kind of accent that vibe of a great bad bunny song right um if this is what utopia is it's just not really what i go to travis for what i think he excels at i'm more interested in like this mysterious foggy psychedelic yeah trap kind of sound and i'm hoping for something that incorporates that better in utopia but if it's featured on it cool um it is kind of a fun vibe but 
right yeah it kind of kind of left me with a questionable perspective on what i'm expecting from <laughs> this yeah. album next week now yeah um other than that i did you listen to mind your business <laughs> bro <laughs> i think mind your business might be the worst song i've ever heard in my adult life <laughs> i agree i when when you were telling me like hey we should do like this amount of new songs just so that we could talk about taylor I was like, okay, like as I'm listening through, because I listened to quite yeah. a bit, and I was like, I found two that I really liked, and then I was like, no, I have to bring up Mind Your Business because this is absolutely right. treacherous. It's one of yeah, like you said, one <laughs> of the if not the worst song I've ever listened to in my entire life. Yeah, honestly, like in Scream and Shout that they did together a while ago. Yeah, like I wouldn't say it's a great song, but I felt like I had a time and a place, and like yeah. I vibed with it when it came up, and like. You know, Absolutely. at like a party or something, wherever I was at. But this was so bad. And I like Will I Am. I think Britney has great moments in her discography, but that was awful. Yeah. No, that was a tragedy to say the least. So yeah, for sure. Just had to put that one out there because <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, it was not the move. <laughs> okay. For sure. I know you said like two or three, but another one that I, I have to hate on. I, oh, it, oh, I hate Ice Spice more and more and more each day that, like, she's a rapper. <laughs> because she put out a song called Delhi. And I was like, well, I don't like her, but I yeah. got to listen to it. There's a line in here. <laughs> oh, no. And this is the reason I'm bringing it up. Hold on. Here it is. I'm the shiz, I'm that B, I'm Miss Poopy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's one of the lines. That's questionable for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of poop lines in rap. Yeah. And some of them are are like hit kind of in a funny way. Like there's an Eminem line where he says toilet's clogged i'm talking a lot of crap but i'm backing it all up yeah clogging the toilet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like that's just so ridiculous that it's funny right miss poopy's a little more questionable (laughs) to me why does she call herself miss poopy (laughs) doesn't j cole have a line like that too i feel like j cole has a questionable line about poop as well i know uh kodak black has one oh dude he says kodak has some some funny lines he says something like (laughs) I'm the shiz, I just farted or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but calling yourself Miss Poopy is just unreasonable. That's a different level. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. I can't stand her. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also, luckily, like, well, not luckily, I kind of just, we kind of wanted to whittle down what new songs we were talking about because there was a good amount that came out this week that I yeah. listened to and a good amount that was decent, a good amount that I was just kind of eh about. But like really the songs that I wanted to talk about uh, were uh, ASAP Rocky's new track, Rowdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, excuse me, Riot, Rowdy Piping. Um, <clears throat> super good, super, super good. I like that one a lot. I think it's what... I really come to ASAP for it's got some cool vocal inflection 
action moments, um, solid production that backs it up. And then he comes on for a good portion of it and is just really spitting and like rapping right. some solid bars and flows. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of his last single same problems. I just felt mm-hmm. like sonically it didn't measure up to like my favorite tracks from him. Right. Uh, but this song I felt like was more of a return to what I love from him. And I'm hoping that if he drops a project soon, I think he's been said he's working on something. Mm-hmm. He's been dropping music, so I'm sure he's working on something. But I hope to get some more from that uh, man of this caliber. Right. No, I agree. Um, one that I... This, so this was the first song that I listened to out of uh, New Music Daily's uh, list, and that was Too Fast Pull Over by J-Rock and Anderson .Paak. Um, super fun song. Like, it was uh, yeah. a great song. Like, I was dancing, like, to it. It's got a perfect instrumental. I think everybody on that track kills it. Um yeah, I, I think Anderson Pox vocals are probably my favorite off it, but J Rock kills his part. It all in all throughout is it's a great song. Agreed. I'm not the biggest Lotto fan either, but I think she compliments the song pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, with her little feature on it as well. Yeah, agreed. Um yeah, that was solid. I feel like this one along with a couple of other ones, even including K pop, um and this asap rock or not at this asap rocky track the next song that i had on my list uh passport bros with bass and j cole um i felt like these all kind of just had this summery island vibe yeah um and i thought they were all fairly well executed like to me i think this passport bros track was my favorite of that style Mm. um i think honestly anytime i know i think bass is on his label but anytime they get together and you know put out a track like this i find myself really enjoying it right um whether that's you know the couple tracks that he was on on uh the off season Mm -hmm. or the revenge of the dreamers three uh i also really like their track the jackie that they did together is just a Mm -hmm. single um they have one on his last album together anyways i just feel like they have a lot of great collabs that complement each other really well cole's feature run to me just keeps getting better and i like at least consciously recognizing wise, I don't know that I've ever consciously recognized such a good feature run from an artist in my lifetime. And we've had some great ones. Like I think back to like Kendrick in 2016, 17, like Mm -hmm. right after the pimp of butterfly era, like he was just killing features, but I feel like Cole's been on that same style of wavelength for the past two years or whatever, since the off season dropped, he's just been killing it. So that was another one that I vibed with a lot. For that one, did did J. Cole's vocals sound super soft to you? Um, I'll have to re-listen to it. I don't remember. Because when I listen to sounding, it, it sounding like that, I do know. I mean, his cadence. No, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, the internet just jumbled a lot right did there. I glitch out? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, you're good, yeah. you're good. It just sounded like it was super quiet. And so I like the vibe was cool, but I didn't understand what they were saying. So I don't know if that was like a mixing error or like maybe I was stupid and my volume wasn't up. I don't I don't know. So I'll have to listen back to it. But yeah, yeah, it sounded quiet. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't like a very animated song. So like they definitely weren't like 
I don't know, like they didn't not bring the energy, but it yeah. wasn't like a shouting at you kind of song. You know what I mean? So like, right. I don't know if that plays into it or just whatever. I don't remember it being like too muffled though. So yeah, it's oh. definitely worth another listen. I for yeah, sure definitely. think that like of that Island hip hop style that I heard this week, I think that one was for sure the best. So yeah. Um, Charlie on a Friday must have watched our video or something because he dropped a single <laughs> and I really liked it. It's called I'm Not Crazy. Um, nothing, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's nothing spectacular, but it's definitely a song I, I would come back to a lot. Um, and after we said that he sounds a lot like the Kid Leroy, I heard uh, a lot of the Kid Leroy. So yeah a hundred percent i think he he definitely like that's his biggest weakness i think he's pretty derivative of artists like the kid Leroy, who honestly is pretty derivative of someone like juice world which i know we talked about yeah. um but i do think this song i mean he interpolates the famous matchbox 20 song i'm not crazy i'm just a little unwell that whole thing um but i don't mind it i think it's just like a fun song yeah. um i'm not gonna like praise it on being like this big groundbreaking yeah no absolutely not breaking moment at all um but it's just a solid fun enjoyable song yeah absolutely i feel like uh we finally the last one got that i to did oh sorry um, we're on a <laughs> we're, we're on a delay here yeah we are <laughs> i was just gonna say i'm glad we're finally getting to like a summer feel music like it feels later than it should have come out but I'm glad we're at least getting that summertime music from a lot of different artists. Yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of brings me into this last track a little bit. The song Hurts Me by Tory Lanez and Trippy Red featuring mm-hmm. Yoko Gold. Um, super fun track. I'm not the biggest Trippy Red fan. I'm not the biggest Tory Lanez fan, but like their vocals are great on this track it's again not a song that i would say is like this groundbreaking excellent musical moment but it's just a fun track they work well together it sounds like vocally um yoko gold isn't an artist that i'm familiar with Mm -hmm. um but they sound great on it. super cool um kind of brings it all together with the hook um but yeah so that was the last track that i had that i wanted to uh shout out from this week it's it's kind of like blends this little like pop hip hop alternative kind of feel together, um, right. which I know is like the vibe that a lot of artists are doing. Um, but it, it, it's a super enjoyable song. Right. Yeah. I don't have any others to really acknowledge everything else that I kind of listened to was more or less mid, like it was, it was cool. Some of them a good one-time listen. Others yeah. are just <laughs> like whatever. So like Gucci Mane. Right, Gucci Mane's sure. song was um <laughs> That's it. Shout out my man Gucci. It's trash. Uh yeah, anyways, for tracks that I've been listening to, there was just two that I have been coming back to that I haven't already shouted out before. Um uh, first one one was jonah off of kanye west's donda record best mm. performances individually that i've ever heard like it really introduced me to vori's music i was like whoa this guy sounds sick like right. super unique cool vocals a uh, great way to take this beat and then when Lil durk started rapping i was like 
who is this? <laughs> like, what am I listening to? So I like, once I saw that it was him on the song, I was like, what? And anyways, I think yeah. it's one of his best features. Um, con it's a song together pretty well. Honestly, I feel like the best compliment to this Donda record, because I know a lot of people love it. A lot of people like think it's overrated. I think the biggest compliment to the record is how much Kanye got out of the featured artists on it. Like you have artists like Lil Yachty who have like some artists in the industry have kind of co-signed him and like loved what he's done. And he's gotten that respect a lot more past couple years than he did when he first heard him on that song okay okay off of Don Dead moments like that where I'm like these guys just came in here Don Tolliver on Moon I know it was a song that we talked yeah. about just a couple of days ago where it's like Don Tolliver drops some pretty solid stuff and that was like I've you know just angelic what he did on Literally. the track Moon so yeah anyways I think that's a, a super like the best compliment that I can give to the Donda record um and then the other song was Niagara Falls off of Metro Boomin's Heroes and Villains record with Travis Scott and 21 Savage. And I just think, like, I know Travis' song, and I definitely for sure feel that chorus on the track. 21's verse is, like, just the wordplay and the lyricism yep. on it, I think, is one of his better moments. And it's, like, these ridiculous one-liners that's like can you say that yeah that like, yeah <laughs> like the michael vick line yeah I was, like, that's the one i was hits, thinking but it's like can you say that <laughs> but anyways that's that's the other one that i've been listening to uh both super super solid bangers nice um the two that i've been listening to uh very different from one yours and very different from each other but the first one is fingers crossed by lauren spencer smith um i don't know it's it's honestly a song i come back to frequently um i think the lyrics are really good um especially for like one of those country heartbreak songs it felt very different than all of the other ones um very unique to its own um super cool song i like it a lot uh, the other one that I come back to a lot, at least this week, is Shoop by Salt and Peppa. Um, I I grew up on that old school hip hop, and so that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones to listen to, especially at work, because work is boring, and so that song has brought a lot of bounce to my life. So I had to give it a little a little spice in the day, right? A little salt and pepper. That was super dumb. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, yeah. was, that was that wasn't my finest moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the two songs that I've been listening to quite a lot. Cool, cool. Um anything else you want to hit before we jump into this uh taylor swift segment man let's let's do it i no i'm ready we're chilling <laughs> all right um, real quick so real quick before we get we into talked... yeah 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 <laughs> sorry um before like 
we get down to the reason like why well actually this is the reason why we chose taylor swift so a little bit ago we posted a video on on youtube about one of uh taylor's songs and like how we were kind of feeling about her lately and this is this is the comment that that we received and they say well that's y'all's baseless opinion not according to critics the fans and general public at the end of the day taylor swift doesn't need validation from a random coward ignorant and a hater like y'all who really hurt you boo are you okay someone need to pay your mother to love you and so <laughs> so um when we were deciding on what to talk about that comment comes into my head treatment (laughs) (laughs) um so we decided to go through her discography and figure out her her high moments her low moments her strong and weak points and um see what we have to say and see if we can piss any more taylor swift fans off so (laughs) for sure yeah i mean that was I literally spent like the next thirty minutes after I read that comment, and I was like, "How does one make that jump? <laughs> like, that's outrageous to go from." I didn't really feel this song. It wasn't just her best moment uh, to like your mother doesn't love you, and that's why you didn't like it. That's that's wild to me. <laughs> but here we are, man. Um, that's crazy. But yeah, like like you said, we kind of talked. Um, I think we both picked out uh we're gonna rank these albums obviously i mean we kind of like mentioned that uh but when we were going through each album we picked out songs that we thought were were the best from each project the worst songs from each project and like if we found a song that we thought was super underrated um and then just like any other notes i think the best way to do this maybe is so that we don't kind of jump back and forth between albums too much if you want to go through yours uh like maybe start at the bottom and work your way up to what you think's her best and then after you're done I'll I'll share my ranking. Okay, and then we'll just go into depth after our rankings. Um well, I think if you want to go through each one, like we can kind of chat in between and and just dive into all of it that you have like her best worst songs and all that. Okay. Um <clears throat> so I'm not going to lie. Um I think I stopped choosing best worst songs after i got to reputation and and newer um so let's see like the last one i started doing best and worst for i have one notable thing on midnight and one notable thing on lover that's it everything like yeah so the the worst album that I've ever listened to in my entire life is Reputation. I've never heard a worse album to to this day. I have not heard anything worse than Reputation. Tragic. Terrible. Somebody needed to ask her if she was okay. But no, instead, they kept saying, yeah, post that one up next. That's all they were doing. She didn't get the help (laughs) she needed at that time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a yeah it's a tough listen it is and it's it's sad coming after such solid albums i feel like before that so yeah 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 
Um, so then after that, now I that have, you collected yourself. Yeah, I bro, yes, I was on the phone with Joey yesterday. He heard the the uncalm version of it. That was me kind of a little bit better now, but <laughs> that wasn't the calm version. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm a little bit more collected, those are my calm thoughts. <laughs> oh, Okay, this delay is going to kill me and kill us. I think you froze. Oh no! Oh, I just just uh, I just reacted my internet. So oh, fingers crossed. Your picture is frozen. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Oh, are we back? Oh, he's back. I'm back. Okay. I don't know what happened. Okay. What happened. <laughs> there We're we go. <laughs> well, hopefully that worked. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, wait, I'm just going all the way through, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, these next three, I, all three of them can be interchanged to me. I just didn't care about any of them. Um. So after reputation from being the worst I have evermore, um, I I didn't care for it. It was boring. Was there, well, was it was it just like the like I don't know what made it fall so low for you? Because that one in folklore, pretty similar like lo-fi albums that she dropped. Was yeah. it just like the lack of some substance or? Yeah, and like there, I don't know what happened, but at some point in her career, she became super airy instead of like, like so. Her first, I think it was four albums from Taylor Swift, um, Fearless, Red, and Speak Now. Those four, she she brought like solid vocals, and even like 1989, um, she was super good about being a really good, uh, diverse vocalist. But then out of nowhere, she she had this super airy um, vocal that she just kept using and using. And I feel like that really showed in um, in these three that I'm about to talk about, which is Evermore, Folklore, and Midnight's. Like, do you have a couple tracks that, like, she stopped being airy for a little bit? But other than that, it's just, I'm not huge on airy vocals. Like, I think some artists are really good at doing it. But it's very easily um, susceptible to being overused, and I I don't like that. Like, a, you're Taylor Swift. I know what you can do, and I know how good your vocals should always be. Why are you Why are you minimalizing your your talent? Like, that's not helping you in any way possible. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, so those those are the next three. It's Evermore folklore and midnights i feel like all of those albums are very very similar to each other um uh oh oh wait was that in rep what is sorry i'm trying to figure out how, why i wrote that <laughs> um oh i so with midnight i said it was a reputation part two that's what it reminded me of mm -hmm. trash yeah. Um, and then there's a <laughs> there's a song on there, so I did choose a worst one for uh for midnight, and that would be vigilante shiz. Cause what the heck was that? Hey, 
yeah so dude honestly the first part of that song i feel like could have been one of her like best pop trap r&b moments like this thing that she had been trying to do with reputation and with a lot of midnights i was like she's really on to something with this thing and she didn't do anything with it it just it didn't go anywhere solid yeah no uh, trash (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i Oh, you have no idea. You kind of have an idea, but not really. I am. I was so upset after getting to Reputation and on. I hated listening to music. <laughs> I didn't want to hear another song for the rest of my life. It was. It took out all enjoyment for me. Um, like I, so I had. I wrote this little paragraph just so that I could share. Like I wrote down my yeah. thoughts in the time. And it was during the Evermore album. This is what I say. It is currently 9.18 a.m. on Saturday, July 22nd, and I'm listening to Taylor Swift's Evermore album. I'm on happiness right now, dot, dot, dot. I've never felt the feeling and emotion of depression while listening to an artist before. I'm tired of her voice and her subpar songwriting, random corny lines. I just don't get where she went wrong. End quote. (laughs) Yeah. I love that these clips we're going to all we're going to clip them out of context and people are just going to flame us and not like hear that like the reason that it's so disappointing yeah, is cuz we actually like like a lot of her stuff. Yeah. But it's it's cuz when she first started out she had so much talent and everybody recognized that everybody knew it like what happened like i understand there comes a point where like you don't want to stick to one genre and like one thing only like Yeah. And so she she started experimenting with pop with the 1989 album. That's totally fine. But make it like good. Yeah, if that's an experiment and like you just kind of want to show off and make it as an experimental project, cool. I have no problem with that. But when you don't grow from that and you don't learn from your mistakes and like what is bad, you don't make better, then it becomes a problem because like Taylor Swift could be one of the greatest artists we know of, like, right, like hands down, like, yeah, she's she her name is on that same pedestal with Drake, like, and I feel the exact same way about Drake. Like, there comes a point where you you should be learning from what you aren't doing good and make them better in any aspect of music making. If you were done with country, totally fine. I get it. Like, it gets tiring sometimes doing just one genre of music for people. Um but you can always do better. So like learn, but you didn't like, yeah, that's why it's so upsetting listening to most of these albums. But yeah, people are still going to get pissed and I'm going to be the one that uses the click. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> there oh, you go. Um, so then after, so after those four, uh, we have, I think lover was next for me. Yeah. Lover was next. Uh, I only had one note. I, it, it just felt like another whatever album to me. Um, but I, I did find one one song that I actually enjoyed. I thought Death by a Thousand Cuts was super cool. Like, I I think it was a cool little experimental song. Um, it didn't sound as bad as everything else. Like, I actually enjoyed listening to that song. So that was, yeah, I liked that one. Um, After Lover, I put 1989 um let's see and this is where i can actually start saying where the best worst and underrated songs are um in some of these categories i 
choose it's usually only one or two songs um just because i couldn't decide which one is more so um right i think the best song is wildest dream uh with ed sheeran right he's on that one or no what's the song he's i don't on? think so he's on a couple tracks with her he's on endgame on reputation and he's on uh a song on red yeah i think i'm thinking that, about the one on red yeah that's a yeah. super solid one too yeah um, but I think Wildest Dreams was a good one. Um, it didn't feel like super poppy like a lot of the other songs, but it didn't feel like her old country stuff. It was a cool little in between. Yeah. Um, I thought it, I thought it was a solid song. Um, the worst songs are her most popular ones. Both Shake It Off and Bad Blood are terrible. They are not good songs. I understand why they are radio songs because the only things that you could say are decent about the song are the instrumentals. The lyrics are trash. The flows trash. I hated both of them so very much. I hate, what is it? Yeah. And shake it off. I hate her little dialogue part. Like, shut up, shut up. Hey, 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 <laughs> When you've been down and out about, about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> stick to singing, shut up. Yeah, that whole bridge, even after that, isn't very good at all. Yeah. My ex man brought his new girlfriend <laughs> trash. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, Boy. Um, there were two underrated songs, in my opinion. I think How You Get the Girl was really, really good, along with. Um, I think this was the last song on it, but clean, um, super cool. Like it, it didn't, uh, it felt like another addicted song, not addicted, but like something that those who have an, a, an addicted, an addictive problem, um, certain aspects of the song could be relatable. And like, I, it was kind of playing in the background. I wasn't really paying attention, but then towards the end, it started uh, talking about how um, I'm finally getting over it, but she wasn't necessarily talking about the relationship. It was just super vague. Um, yeah. And so I went back and re-listened and yeah, so super underrated. So that was uh, 1989 for me. Um, the next one that I have uh, above that is speak now. Um with the best being uh, i have two songs for this for the best category i have mine and mean um i don't i don't even really remember mine to be honest like off the top of my head don't really remember <laughs> it <laughs> but mean uh is a super nostalgic one for me i remember when i was little uh like my mom and my grandma like this was always a song that was playing in the car and so I don't know, super catchy, super fun, solid song. And my I remember my grandma would always be like, "All right, guys, what have we learned?" We're like, "I don't know." She'd be like, "Don't be mean." So there's that. <laughs> Shout out to grandma. Um, and then the worst songs I have two for that one. Um, I should have wrote more notes into why I think they are the worst. Now that I don't remember any of it, um. Last Kiss and Long Live. Long Live. Um, 
like I said, don't remember why I chose, but I did it for a reason. And the reason is because they weren't good. Um, and then underrated was never grow up. I do remember that one. Super cool message. Um, I feel like, well, I don't know. I know that my, like my mom was always like, Hey, don't, don't try to grow up so fast. Like live in the moment, live now. And then when you look back, when you get older, you're like, yeah, I wish I enjoyed a lot more of the now than trying to just grow up so fast. Um, so, oh, and then I have, a, I also did like a little notable list for songs um, just in case. So Sparks Fly is one of her most popular one. Super overrated. It's not that good of a song. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Just, it was super overrated. Um <laughs> All in, right. my, in my opinion i didn't yeah. find the appeal to that song hey, it's, it's individual <laughs> to everybody i guess man whatever you're feeling <laughs> um above speak now so now we're in the top three for my list and number three i have read um mainly because i i feel like there's a lot of songs off of red that um are played a lot even now um with that being said i think the best song is stay 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 it's honestly one of my favorite songs by taylor swift honestly i <laughs> it's super vibey i don't know i thought it i think it's catchy i think it's fun i love that song a lot that one's a great one all right for me. <laughs> oh man we're uh I didn't think we were gonna disagree very much, but uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna save my uh, save my bullets till I'm it's my turn. I respect your your time on the podium here to speak. About to come out, you're saying that's the worst one. I'm, I'm ready for it. I don't know. Growing like growing up, that was like one of my favorites, and I listened to it again, and yeah, it's just super fun for me. Like that's that's quite it going into the song lyrically and everything it's not the greatest but song wise as a whole and to my nostalgia that's why it's the best one in my opinion um the worst one is the last time um wasn't vibing with it uh i have two underrated ones those being everything has changed and starlight both are really really good in their own ways um notable <laughs> red is overrated <laughs> as a top three album too yeah Woo! that's tough um but i did say that right uh, and i i put it as a right now when i was listening through all of them um but i said album as is as of right now the best instrumentally and i do agree with that i think instrumentally it had the most well-developed um instruments instrumentalies tracks i think overall the sound of them all of the <clears throat> the entire album was instrumentally probably her best work in my opinion um at number two i had fearless um with the best songs being you belong with me and love song um i don't know classics uh yeah. and then the worst one was 
hey, uh, Stefan, because it's it's not Stephen, it's Stefan. You don't I like don't how like, she spelled it. No, <laughs> I don't like how she says it either. In it's, her defense, <laughs> the only person that I've ever known of, like, commonly named Stefan. Yeah. Is Stephen Curry. Right. I've known a lot of people that say Stephen and spell it like that, but I agree it's weird. Yeah, don't do that. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it I don't know why, but it upsets me with how many different people she names or like has her song titles as. Like I think there's one of like the name is Molly or something like that. It wasn't a terrible song, but Nonetheless, stop naming your songs after these people. I don't know them, nor do I actually care to know them. Like, dude, I don't even know if most of them are real people. Like, yeah, to be that, honest with then you, then that's even stupider. Yeah, I know. It, it... <laughs> I, I mean, we could just be out of the loop. Like, I don't really follow Taylor's life like that. So, if she knows somebody's named Steven and this is like a real personal song, then good for her. And that's right. cool. Right. Of course. But, like, I don't know Steven. For all I know, he's some random guy that like doesn't even exist and so yeah i'll get i'll get into that song yeah. too so you, you keep <laughs> yeah. going did not like that one at, at all um in fact i i think i was i think i was playing games again but with this time the intent to mainly listen and i was doing really bad playing games this time um but i remember pausing my game to actually listen because it i didn't like it that much in my opinion, it was really bad that I had to pause the game and listen to how bad it was. Um, the I have two underrated uh, songs being Breathe and The Way I Loved You. Um, I semi-remember The Way I Loved You. Anyways, um, my favorite one was... In, in your defense, it's a lot of music. and like it's so much, dude. <laughs> we went through like 12 hours of music for this. Like, it's hard to remember all these yeah. songs and it, yeah. get through saying them quickly. So, like, <laughs> yeah. if anybody's listening and, like, trying to flame us, like, you don't even care of the depth of this album. Like, no, it's just 12 hours of music. We got our opinions and we're done. Like, yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> it, was so, it was so much Taylor Swift, man. Oh, um, but my favorite, and, and I, before saying all of this, I mean, I should have said this at the very beginning, like music, it's funny that people get so upset at people with their own opinion because music is very opinionated. Like Tyler, the creator had this perfect, uh, quote where he was basically saying like, why are we talking about the coat, the goat conversation in like rap or any kind of music? Like. Why does it like, why does that even mean anything? Cause you're, you might have um, certain feelings to a certain song that other people are going to hate, but it's personal to you. And you had like these great mem- memories um, associated with it. So like, who's to say that we're wrong or right about music. So like famous as you will, I don't care. I find it comical, but <laughs> that being said, my favorite album yeah. was her very first one, the Taylor Swift album. It, like, I think vocally it was some of her best work. Obviously she got a lot better, but starting off with that album to me is incredible because a lot of people starting out with music don't sound that good. Um, I mean, there, there's probably a lot of uh, things out there where 
you hear her when she starts out before this album gets released and like maybe she's not as good as this album portrays when she first started or whatever it may be but even then like for her first album it was it was a great listen um i enjoyed it my two best songs were our song and picture to burn um both of obvi- i mean obviously they're throwbacks cuz that album was years ago but um two great songs um the the one i didn't really like was tied together with a smile not even cuz it was a terrible song but it just i didn't vibe with it um not my kind of song the two i have two underrated songs oh yeah it's not molly it was mary that i was talking about underrated <laughs> songs are mary's song which i actually did like and should have said no um more upbeat tempo um and yeah and i just it was it was a good song so that's my list top to bottom hate me as you will hey fair enough man so i got i got some differing opinions here my man but i'm ready um, (laughs) i I will preface it by like like i mean we've said that we like there is taylor swift music that i enjoy a lot like i think she has great moments in what she's really good at right um i'll also stand firmly by my criticisms she's not the best instrumental like artist out there she doesn't make the most original instrumentals that like you know just you've never heard before that stand out to you truthfully like she has some solid vocal moments but she's not what we consider like a top tier vocalist you know female or male like she doesn't have adele ariana grande the weekend moments she doesn't have that um her writing is fairly solid at times like i'll give her props on writing i think she's a good songwriter for somebody who pretty much writes all of her songs like i don't recall any song i know at the end of apple like when you're reading the lyrics it like says who it was written by i don't ever recall seeing her name not being by one so i'm like whether or not she does write all of her own songs i think she has pretty solid writing moments but there's some corny lines, like some major corn dog lines in these albums. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like that being said, I don't think she's the best writer. I think what she is, is a lot like Drake, like you were saying, or like when Machine Gun Kelly's album came out, I equated it to a Wendy's four for four. Because <laughs> like, if you want to go out and enjoy like really expensive sushi or really expensive steak, there's a lot of people who don't like that. And they don't under like, they don't appreciate or need the elegance or the fanciness of something to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. A four for four is just cheap. It's easily accessible. It has things that pretty much everybody can stand by and say like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I'm good with it. It's not bad. It's not great. And I feel like that's what a lot of artists like Taylor Swift and Drake are. They're just really accessible to very broad generations um, of like wide variety of fan bases. And to me, I feel like that's why Taylor's such a big star. Um yeah in what she's doing right now, as opposed to like something that I feel like is more memorable, uh, like you were talking about with a red or whatever old album you might, you know, come across. I just feel like that's why I've seen that shift is she's turned to like, you were saying this more airy light um, pop instrumental driven songs that I feel like are more accessible, but I don't think are necessarily better. Um, anyways, I'm going to jump into this now. Let's get it. You can flame me as you will. The internet can flame me as they will. Uh, And I really feel like I'm going to take some shots for this one. It's okay. I think the worst album to me was Lover. 
I really do. Um, And I just made some notes as to why I think it's a cheaper, more bubblegum pop version of like 1989. Mm. I think 1989 um, was like, like you're saying, kind of her first step into pop. It wasn't super original, but I feel like Lover just kind of built off of that without really going anywhere. It was just kind of a lot of the same without any new direction. Um, I would have liked more autobiographical experiences. She talks a lot about like facing sexism in the industry and I don't doubt that she hasn't but it's just like when she's saying claiming a lot of things about feminism it just would have been a much more intimate fulfilling powerful song if she had talked about it like what she was saying instead of just saying that it existed like and I get that people don't want to dig up all their stuff just for me like hearing that experience is more powerful than just saying you had an experience and so I feel like that would have been uh, a little bit better um, an artist that does that really well is uh, Ray. I think her name is R A Y E. She just had an album come out a few months ago that was a lot like that, um, which I really loved and respected. Um, it kind of comes across preachy sometimes without saying those kinds of things. Um, just like that, she's kind of if I don't know, it feels like she's kind of putting herself up on a pedestal sometimes, um, without like saying, you know, like how this has impacted her or what's been going on in her life to like make her feel the way she's feeling about situations. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just kind of what I got out of that. Um, And along with that, like there's a lot of like LGBTQ plus, you know, sentiment in this album. And I don't think it's disingenuous because I do think that's like something she believes in and it stands for. Right. And it's the right message to send. I for sure stand by that. It just, it felt kind of weird to like anoint yourself the leader of a group that you don't really represent. (laughs) Like when she's talking about a lot about like gay rights or transgender rights, like as far as like, at least not openly, she's not openly clearly a part of that demographic. And so it felt weird to kind of like in this album, anoint yourself like the leader of that demographic um i thought like someone like kehlani or halsey would have been like a better fit to do something like that to like i don't know because i don't think there's anything wrong with standing for that i just think the way she did it it like felt weird to like (laughs) like make yourself the leader when you're not really somebody that's really had personal experience in that specific department if that makes sense yeah um there's also some super mega awkward cheesy writing moments she really was out here quoting humpty dumpty in a song. <laughs> all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me together again i, I that's that was too much i couldn't do that um <laughs> i did manage to find the best song that i thought was pretty solid um to me it was miss americana and the heartbreak prince uh it reminded me a lot of something that like lana del rey would do or halsey would do I think both of those artists have done what she was trying to do in this song better, but it was reminiscent of that sound, which I am pretty fond of musically. Um, The most underrated song to me was soon you'll get better about her mother who had cancer featuring the Dixie chicks, Um, which I understand why it came out on this album in this time. I just would have loved to hear them do something together earlier in Taylor's career. And I understand why they didn't. I just, grew up on the Dixie Chicks personally like that was one of my mom's favorite bands and so like I listened to a ton of their music and loved a lot of it 
And I heard a lot of that in young Taylor Swift. And I just would have liked to hear another collab earlier with maybe some more, you know, feature and balance. Um, However, I think it's a very well executed song, very sentimental. Um, The worst song to me was, I think he knows. And it was really just because it was a pretty forgettable love song. Um, There was some super awkward, cringy writing for me that like just didn't sit well. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I also like, I feel bad. I just don't think it's aged well because so much of this album is about her being in love with a guy that they've now broken up and so kind of sits with me like the song Him and I by G Halsey, where it's just like, it was good, but it kind of has like that sour taste now just because of how situations ended. Um, Anyway, so that was Lover for me. And then Reputation was next. The only reason it's higher is because I just, I credit her for attempting to do something innovative and new, um, despite how awful it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, despite that nothing was good about it. Um, I will credit her for attempting that. I know right. she's a big, huge hip hop head. Like, she loves a lot of that music. She loves Eminem um obviously she like features future on it um ed sheeran who's another big hip-hop fan despite those being terrible like that being a terrible track yeah (laughs) um but so like i just give her credit for that she's not the only artist that's done this either like taking that drastic of a step and having it not be really well received like lil wayne with rebirth did that um lil uzi even on the pink tape despite it being so acclaimed like it's pretty mid if we're talking metal albums yeah um and machine gun kelly like obviously a lot of critics didn't like tickets to my downfall um i just feel like she bit off a little bit more than she could chew um sonically it sounded like a project that would suit uh uh, travis or kid cuddy or the wind or kanye um don't blame me was the best track that she attempted on this one um most because it was the least cringy of all the ones. Look What You Made Me Do might be the worst song that's ever been written by humankind. It's right up there with whatever that Britney Spears Will I Am song was that we talked about. Like, I've already forgotten the name business. of it. Mind Your Business. Those two might be the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, however, like <laughs> no. Look What, look what You, you made, made Me do. do. Look What You Made Me Do. Something, something. Look at what you Dude, and then when do. in the middle of the chorus, which yeah, in the middle of that chorus, which she goes from look what you made me do, and then follows it right up with look what you just made me do. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I listening to? Holy isn't death. that the one where she's like, um, um, old Taylor can't come to the phone right now, she's dead? Is that that one? Yeah, I don't know if it's that one, it's on that album, and it's yeah, cringy every too. time I hear it. Yeah, um. The most underrated song to me was New Year's Day. Um, Super underrated songwriting cut from her. I think she illustrates this line of being in love really, really well. Like, you know, everyone's coming to this New Year's Eve party, having a blast, doing wild stuff. Uh, um, But I want to be here for New Year's Day with you cleaning up all the crap that we did last night like cleaning up all the party mess and whatever just as much as I want to be in the party with you mm-hmm. and like just super beautiful songwriting thought um, it was the most reserved cut 
Um, but yeah, I, I really liked that one a lot. Um, so after Reputation, I said the next best album, well, excuse me, the third worst album is probably the best way to put it at this point, was Midnight's. And like you said, to me, it's just a part two of Reputation. It's a more reserved attempt at Reputation. Like she didn't take those trap hip hop risks with this one. Right. It's really a solid idea for a concept album. Like when I saw her announce this, like these are the songs that I wrote about the topics that keep me up at midnight. Like mm -hmm. I think that's a solid idea for a concept album. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it amounted to really anything and it just kind of furthered that airy bubblegum pop as opposed to something that I felt like she could have done better um there's some super corn dog writing on this song uh, on this album um it's an album that tries to rely on vocals for someone who isn't just the best vocalist um and the reason it's really so low compared to some of these other ones for me um it's just that the hits and the best songs pale in comparison to her other best songs uh, on other albums. I said the best song was Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. It was just like a mellow, you know, kind of easygoing song, which a lot of the album is. I just thought it was the most well executed of that style. Uh, the worst song by a landslide to me was Karma. And I didn't even listen to the Ice Spice version. I didn't even listen to that one. But just the regular Karma version was not good. Um, this is like where this corn dog writing comes in. She really was out here saying things like, Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a cat purring in my lap. Because That's treacherous. It, yeah, like, because it likes me. Yeah. Like, karma is my boyfriend. Yeah, Karma's it was so bad. Cat. It was. Yeah. I don't know how. I really don't know, like, just for the life of me. And it's and if people love it, like, that's cool. It's your cup of tea. But I don't know why it's so popular. I really don't. Um, the most underrated to me was Maroon. Um, I thought, like, building on the idea and concept. And I don't know why it wasn't on Red. If she Maybe she just didn't have this idea back then. But, like, building on this idea of something being so red in your life that it's Maroon. Um, and she, like, compares a lot of relationships or whatever to that um i thought the songwriting was pretty good on that one uh, but all in all i wasn't really thoroughly impressed with the album uh next was folklore i understand why you rated it pretty lowly um just without it having a whole lot of memorable moments uh there wasn't a whole like it was pretty forgettable overall there wasn't anything that really stood out i just said it was pretty decent background music yeah. Um, like if you're just chilling or like, you know, doing whatever, like, and it's playing in the background, you wouldn't be like, oh, what's this garbage? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's fine. It has some solid songwriting moments. I honestly kind of appreciated the lo-fi mellow approach from her after coming off of albums like Lover and Reputation, just because it was such a stark contrast and hearing that kind of reserved approach sat with me a lot better. Um, I said the best song was the one. Um, the worst song to me was Exile with Bon Iver. Uh, and I just didn't think his vocal sat very well with it. And then the most underrated to me was The Lakes. Um, I just I think that song doesn't get the love that it 
serves comparatively. Uh, and after that, I said Evermore. It where folklore kind of fell short. It felt like Evermore stepped up just a little, little bit to me. It had more memorable, but it just lacked a lot of replay value compared to some of her best albums. The best song to me, and maybe one of her most underrated songs to me, is Nobody No Crime featuring Haim, uh, who's a female vocal group. And honestly, I think they have some of the most underrated vocals just out on the market because I don't really hear a lot from them. But every time I do hear them on a song, I'm always thoroughly impressed and enjoy the song a lot. Um, I think the storytelling on this track was just super cool. Like this old kind of housewife's tale style story of like, you know, someone, a friend getting cheated on and then like she hasn't had proof for it yet. And then the friend that's suspicious gets killed but the cops don't have any proof. And then yeah. like Taylor kind of implying, like I killed the guy and like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like obviously not a true story. Right. But like, <laughs> just as a songwriting, like idea, it kind of reminded me of like a Stan kind of song with by Eminem where it's like not a true story at all, but the story still kind of encapsulates you as you're listening to it. Right. Um, the worst to me was Coney Island. Um, I think it featured the national. And again, it just, the vocals didn't match well with hers for me. Um, but I think the most underrated song was the title track, which had ever, or excuse me, which had Bon Iver on it again. And this is what I was just expecting from him on folklore that I didn't get. I think his vocals are a lot better. It just suits the song better. It suits the style of song better. It meshes better with her. Um, so yeah, that was Evermore. Um, the next one for me was 1989. Um, the hits are there on this album and the moments where the acoustics kind of come in, like you were saying, where it brings a little bit of that country style still um, are great. I just wished that the slower songs had a little bit better pace. They fell a little off to me in their kind of delivery. Uh, it falls short on the fact that it's pretty derivative of a lot of pop. There's not a lot of originality in it. Um, with it being her first step in that direction, I was hopeful that it would have led somewhere a little more innovative, a little more suiting and fitting for her than where she's kind of gone in her career, at least to me. Um, there's a lot of reserved and yet poorly done experimentation on this album, like trying different styles and flows. Like, they're all pretty reserved, but she just doesn't do them very well at times. Yeah. Um, to me, far and away, the best track on this album was Wildest Dreams. Um, I love, I don't agree with the nature of the song. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the best message no. is great. I think that's kind of the point, though. Like, being in this situation doesn't, you know, it's not really like a happy thing per se. And I feel like this song kind of captures that a little bit where she's kind of describing this relationship as so fleeting. Um, and even her tone and delivery is like saddened and yet like hopeful that like at least something good can come out of this experience. Like hopefully someone will look back fondly on the like life or on the memory made together. Um, I love how fleeting the song feels to match the story that she's portraying. Like even the instrumental, like at times I found myself wishing like, just slow the tempo down like don't be done with this like so quick slow your cadence down extend the song out make it a little softer and slower but to me it just adds to the 
feeling of it, like how rapid and fleeting this moment is, is just completely matched by the song. The synths that hit on the chorus are ever so slight in the background and they're just immaculate to give it this little bit of 80s vibe behind that chorus. Um, so anyways, I, I have a lot of praise for Wildest Dreams. Uh, the worst to me, again, like you said, shake it off. I get why it's popular. I don't like it at all. Um, I think the message is fine for people that enjoy, you know, that style of song. It wasn't very, very good. That's all I have to say about that. Rated to me, I think you also said it, but um, How to Get the Girl was super underrated. Um, I just think it, it was one of her better pop cuts up to that point in her career. And honestly, like overall looking back, I think it still is. Uh, next, I had Red uh, after that. I think in terms of quality, the album's fine. It's It has some fresh pop infusion, like kind of a little bit leading her towards that pop path. Mm -hmm. um, just to me, this album was largely forgettable. I think the hits are there again. Um, there's some solid moments, but like it doesn't lack the memorability of some of her other albums that I have ranked above this. To me, the best song, and it may be like derivative and people may disagree. I think I Knew You Were Trouble was super good. Just the like vocal inflections on the chorus, like that high to low back and forth that she does. I don't know. To me, it's just like I love that style that she incorporated. The worst song I thought by a landslide was Stay, Stay, Stay. <laughs> And last time, I just don't think her vocals match the instrumental at all. I feel like she's offbeat. I feel like the writing isn't very well done. I don't know if I'm tripping or if you're tripping or if, you know, people can just disagree on music. I guess that's fine. <laughs> I'm too. Um, yeah, to me, those just weren't very good songs. Um, <laughs> almost do. And everything has changed. I think you said everything has changed as well. Um, are two of the most underrated songs to me. Um, I love Ed Sheeran's incorporation on Everything Has Changed. I think he matches a song like that really well, just that acoustic, soft, um, ballad type of song. Um, above of Red, I had Fearless, um, with the best song being You Belong With Me, agreed with the worst song being Hey Steven. And it wasn't that, like... It wasn't that the song vocally sounded bad or instrumentally was outrageous. Just to me, it like I again, I don't know. I could be out of the loop on Taylor's life. I don't really follow her life like that. If Steven's someone personal that everybody knows and I am just out of the loop, that's cool too. Um, it just felt like kind of a lazy songwriting tool to like, oh, I don't have a word that rhymes really well with this, or like to put in this chorus. So I'm just gonna use a name that rhymes with it. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's like uh, it just I just didn't feel like it rhymed or like it fit very well songwriting wise. Um, the most underrated to me was Breathe featuring Kobe Calais. I think this one's just a super underrated track for both of them. I think they vocally blend really well together. I think uh, the songwriting solid. It's again just kind of a softer, slower acoustic um, touch to the album that I really enjoy. Um, with this one, I felt like she took more risks than with her first album. Um, being is that this is her second album and this shows up a lot in the hits 
like it makes some of the best parts of the album like you belong with me i think that risk uh pays off there but sometimes it makes a lot more duds than the self-titled to me it just results in like some not great experimentation um and it also makes it a little bit less cohesive as a body of work so i just didn't feel like it measured up quite as much uh which leads me into the next album the second best to me was self-titled i think uh it's a brilliant step in originality for her to like just come out of the gate and put out an album like that um this is really where all of i mean obviously it's her first album so it's where her career like literally started but figuratively too i think it just set the stage for what we were going to get out of her as an artist going forward you have some solid songwriting there's these like immaturities in the album that are like equally matched with maturity that like feels beyond where someone at her age should be at that time um and like those two kind of counterbalance each other to make like this i don't know just this feeling of like conflict and like wanting the world but being at a point in your life where you can't do everything on your own um i feel like i was gonna say something else about that oh i feel like this is what has allowed artists like olivia rodrigo to su succeed so much like you have these kind of like angsty teen inflections where it's like she's kind of like talking sassy over the background of the track as like a verse is ending or about to begin or whatever and you hear so many people like doing that now. And I just think she was really the pioneer to do that in the mainstream. Um, and it's allowed so many artists to kind of rip that off. And I guess like lawsuits have proven that, but it was just kind of the first step in originality for that style of music, like this kind of angsty teen pop, um, but also like such sensitive moments, uh, which I felt like, led to some of the best moments on the album which to me was teardrops on my guitar i felt like just the vocals the writing uh, the instrumental everything matched up um the worst track i don't know if you can hear me but you froze really bad again um i feel like she wait this song wait wait start all over start <laughs> start that over because you froze real sorry bad. sorry sorry <laughs> where, where did i cut off at uh you were just about to say what the worst song is okay i said the worst song was invisible and i just think it was a little bit less good of a version of what she would do on her next album with you belong with me same songwriting premise uh same kind of bass instrumental but then she just hit it so much better a year or however long later when she recorded you belong with me um so it just made that track a lot more forget forgettable just there was nothing memorable that stood out about it i think the most underrated song was a place in this world which is kind of a softer acoustic ballad but then fuses this kind of rock flair into the chorus that just makes for this super cool emotional ballad um yeah so to me that was that was self-titled um very impressive for like someone at her age and also for anyone putting out their first album like most of the time if you go back even listening through mixtapes or whatever from an artist 
it takes them a minute to come into their own and to jump out of the gate with this Taylor Swift album is super impressive to me. Right. I think she doesn't get enough credit for that with where she's at today, but that's just me. Uh, and then my personal choice for her best album, and it wasn't even close at all. Uh, is speak now i thought she just did everything oh did i freeze again yeah a little bit <laughs> okay okay sorry no you're good you're good um anyways i think speak now she just really did everything that she'd been trying to do up till this point on her first couple albums the hits were there the ballads were there the fused some of that pop flair again but like was also very country and just very original uh staying in her own lane but you yet still taking original risks um to me the best song on that pro on that project is story of us i just love the writing it has a lot of nostalgia from when i was young and, and heard that song a lot um i think you also said the worst song uh which to me was last kiss um just yeah, it wasn't the move for me compared to the rest of it. Uh, and I think, did you say the most underrated song was Better Than Revenge, too? Or did you say a different song? On Speak Now? On Speak Now? Yeah. Oh, no. I, uh, I said underrated was Never Grow Up. That's right. That's right. I like that one, too, a lot. Um, Better Than Revenge, I think, was a super good song. Um, it's so, like... I don't know, I, like to use the word sassy sounds weird, but it's super like, I don't know, just confrontational and like uncomfortable, like awkward, but like intentionally like un uncomfortable and awkward, like roasting people. And um, like she has this line in the chorus that I think she changed it on the new one because she didn't like how it was sitting, but I thought it was hilarious where she's like talking about this person that, her old boyfriend is dating now and she's like she's an actress but she's better known for the things she does on a mattress or whatever and she like changed it in her new album and I was like oh that line's so funny like it's <laughs> such a good roast um anyways it that like line just cracks me up when I hear it I think it's super funny to like I don't know the angst of like a young adult just not being like fully over a breakup and like yeah I don't know I, I just love that songwriting on that one so the last thing that I wanted to say about this album uh, was a kind of weird listening experience I had with the song Innocent. Um, I wasn't familiar with the story, like going into it, obviously like I'm aware of the situation with Kanye and everything that happened at the VMAs. Um, anyways, listening to the beginning of the song Innocent, I was like, oh, wow, this is like really cool, heartfelt writing. Um, it's, you know, very relatable to a lot of people like still growing up as you get old older um so i was kind of like oh this might be like one of my picks for most underrated songs because it's not a song i'm really familiar with but like i i'm enjoying it a lot and like as it progressed i was enjoying it so much that i was like wow this might be like one of the best songs like i might put this up there with just the best period on the album right um so enjoying it as much as i was i like at that point looked it up like the song to get kind of more of the background and like read the lyrics and whatever and that's when I kind of like found the story about how it was like written about the Kanye incident mm -hmm. and I don't really like mind writing 
a song about the incident or, you know, multiple songs or just, you know, expressing yourself after or whatever, or not being okay. Like, I think how she felt about the situation is fine. And like, you know, I agree with everything that she said in the song. Um, I definitely think Kanye was in the wrong. Like, that's just not cool to, you know, do yeah. whatever when it's supposed to be someone's biggest moment, regardless of whether or not he's making a fair point about Beyonce or not. Um, but it just left like kind of this uncomfortable, sour taste in my mouth. It reminded me of like, I don't know if you ever saw those videos, but like, there's like these videos that I've seen of people where like the war in Ukraine was starting and they're trying to like make a point about I don't know like some kind of psychological thing or whatever where they're like the reason that you're the way you are is because you weren't loved as a child or whatever and like I've seen videos of people like saying oh if I was Putin's mother he would have been so loved and this would never happen and like I've seen like I've seen people like say that and like try to make that point about like people like Hitler too like just saying the most outrageous stuff like oh if I was your mother I would love you so much and like I don't know the vibe of the song was just giving me that similar feeling of like you know oh you're still innocent to me like (laughs) and I was like I don't know it just left this sour taste in my mouth like Kanye's a grown man he had a great mom like Donda West, like everything that I've read about her seems cool. Um, he had like was living a pretty decent life at that point. He's got his own whatever issues that's like 100% whatever. Just the writing of it that way, like left a weird taste in my mouth. Like, oh, you're still so loved to me. Like Kanye's a grown man. He can deal with his own problems. And like, no, it wasn't okay what he did. You don't have to feel any type of way about it. If you're like over the situation, good for you. Like, right 100% you know awesome that you're taking it like in that way and just being mature about it and moving forward great it just felt like a weird way to leave it and so that took the song from like being the most underrated to me to then being like the best to then like having that really like weird bad like taste in my mouth after finishing it and I was like I don't know it's just like middle of the pack now like it's it's fine I don't know how i feel about it (laughs) anyways just kind of a weird listening experience that i i wanted to share but i am gonna put you on the spot real quick because i didn't tell you this beforehand if you had to pick out her best song her worst song and her most underrated song after like going through this what would be your picks like if you have just one or if you have one or two like i'm gonna put you on the spot bro you put me mega on the spot i don't even remember half the albums at this point (laughs) <laughs> Let's look at my list though. Um what I'll what I'll do is I'll take from what I have placed as right, right, right. And, yeah, so let me let me look through real quick. Um um the best gotta be stay state. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for some of these albums, the worst song is like better than her best on some of her other ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for best, in my opinion, and a lot of so a lot of Taylor Swift, it's I take from like my own experience, not like my own experience, but like listening wise like what i enjoy do i think it's 
probably the best to anyone else probably not but like obviously yeah. yeah anyway but yeah so i'll probably say um it's either got to be what is it where is it where'd it go i'm probably gonna say um our song that's a super okay. big classic to me um yeah like that's that's a song i don't ever skip it's a feel-good song like I love the chorus. The writing about it is great. Um, and it paints a very vivid picture in my mind. So I think in every aspect, it's like mm -hmm. just solid all the way around. Um, so that'd probably be my, yeah. my favorite one out of her catalog. Worst. I might have to say, Hey, Steven, just cause that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Not when you have songs like um, Look What You've Made Me Do and Shake It Off and Bad Blood. No, I think worse has probably got to be Look What You've Made Me Too or or uh, Vig Vigilante Shiz. One of, yeah, either one of those. Because Vigilante Shiz just pissed me off. Like I was so upset yeah. listening to that song. And Look What You've Made Me Do is just the most obnoxious, annoying song I've listened to especially in recent times yeah um and it makes me upset when like there are because i still see some promotional videos where they use that song um like i'm pretty sure it helped promote sing too and it pissed me off did it really <laughs> i think so yeah um so yeah there's Wait. that and then most underrated um I would probably say either it's either got to be clean or never grow up just cuz mm, I like I like picks, the premise of both of those songs a lot so Yeah Yeah for sure respectable picks all the way around i think um for me if i had to pick a best it's pretty close um for different reasons but i think you belong with me is fantastic and classic um Solid. honestly also to me wildest dreams is just one of her best to me i think it's her best pop song it's one of my just personal favorites of hers right. um worst song <sighs> It's got to be, look what you made me do. It's, <laughs> it has to be. I just don't think there's another answer. No. End game on that album is also pretty bad with future. Um, yeah. Karma is also pretty bad on midnights to me, but I think look what you made me do just stands out in such a negative way. Yeah. Musically. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I have a lot of underrated songs for her because the songs that she's known for, I think, a lot of times deserve a lot of credit, but she has a lot of cuts that I think deserve a lot more credit than they get. Yeah. Um, I honestly think New Year's Day off of Reputation is like one of her most underrated songs because of how bad the rest of the album is. I just think that song gets forgotten about. I, I just really vibe with that one going through it. And maybe it's just because the album was so bad that I got to the end song and I was like, hey, this one is pretty good. What the, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be that one um i also think 
soon you'll get better just as a songwriting cut. I think for her, um, the emotion that went into that song, writing a song about your mother who has cancer um, is just a super vulnerable thing to do. I think it's super cool the way she pulled it off um, of that it should. So those are my three that I would pick. I could honestly go on, though. I think the Ed Sheeran track on Red and the Kobe Calais track definitely don't get the respect that they deserve for how good of, you know, slow acoustics they are. But anyways, yeah, those are my picks. It always threw me off when I found Ed Sheeran on a song just because I haven't listened to, like, all of those songs before I like yeah we we know my like what I've said before how I don't I've growing up I never listened to albums all the way through and so I would just listen to like the popular ones or whatever but so when I hear Ed Sheeran on those songs I'm thinking of don't because isn't that one about Taylor Swift (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know that's what I've heard. I heard that don't I, is about Taylor Swift. I'm not interesting. But if it's not but anyway. Interesting. I, so, I'm unfamiliar with that one. I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So every time I heard Ed Sheeran, I'm like, yeah. didn't you do Ed Sheeran dirty? And yeah. So I don't know. They just did a song on his last album together still. So like I know they're still super tight. Yeah, but maybe they're yeah, maybe they're cool and everything, know. but I could be a hundred percent wrong, but yeah. who knows? Everybody. I mean, else. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, the world knows everything about Taylor Swift, and I just don't have a desire to be in that category. I don't. Either. Um. Honestly, though, like this was so good and bad for me as a fan of Taylor Swift because I went back and found songs that I had missed and like that I hadn't been listening to that I remember loving. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh man, these are some great songs that I, I can't believe I forgot about these or that I wasn't listening to them still or whatever. And then like, honestly, like I don't want to be disrespectful because I think she's earned stardom and whatever, right? And like, I know being a music artist is crazy challenging. So like the fact that she's accomplished what she's accomplished is super cool. But just like, I don't know, as a whole, it made me like appreciate her a little bit less as an artist. Like, I I just feel like, and it really just came down to the fact that I feel like she's decent at a lot of stuff, but there's other artists that excel in all of these categories that she's only decent in. Like, even in like the category of female vocalists, like, I don't think she has the vocals of an Ariana Grande. I don't think she has hard hitting production like a lot of Halsey records have. I don't think she has the originality and the moodiness that someone like Lana Del Rey has. I just, all of these things like she's pretty decent at and it was kind of sad for me to feel like she's not that good but i understand why it makes her so accessible like she's kind of like just you know if you want to just dip your toe into like a new kind of genre like she'd be an easy gateway into that like for you know whoever's interested in those kinds of musical genres that may not be a fan she's kind of like the surface level kind of like someone who may be interested in listening to rap kind of dabbling in some drake who isn't the best lyrical rapper or the best singer but he kind of does a lot of things really decently right that's kind of just the vibe i got so it was really good but also really bad yeah no i agree like i always i always and i i still do like at the end of the day 
I'll keep saying it like it's hard being an artist, especially for so long. And so, like you were saying, doing what she has done is an incredible feat. And like, I don't take away from that whatsoever, but it, yeah, like it, I don't like Taylor as much anymore because of how, how many songs there were throughout her catalog that were either not as good or pretty bad compared to all of her popular songs or her best songs. Like it's, she, she's not as great as what everybody's hyping her up to be. (laughs) Like she obviously has her wrong, like, so she can do wrong. (laughs) And if you want to disagree, then you're delusional, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, still, I still have a lot of respect for Taylor um she is still a great artist just her career isn't as amazing as i once thought it was now so yeah for sure um i mean for me that wraps up taylor swift you got any any final thoughts on her retired no i'm just kidding um no (laughs) no that's that's just about it i'm just glad that we're done i've listened to enough taylor for a lifetime yeah, and like I said, like I feel like there was highlights on most albums, like right. songs that I enjoyed. But like it was really nice to finish that Midnight's album and jump into new music and hear yep. a J. Cole verse and be yep. like, This isn't what I've been listening to for twelve hours. This is great. Yeah, I I agree. It, <laughs> I, I was so excited typing in new music daily. Oh it was it was a great feeling. <laughs> Oh man. Well, um, I I think that'll do it for our Taylor Swift episode. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> we uh we've got a we've got an exciting couple weeks coming up though. Um we've kind of talked loosely about a schedule. I think next week we're planning on doing a review of the new Austin record from Post Malone, which is gonna come out um, um that Friday um utopia also coming out that day we kind of talked and said it might be good to let that one marinate a little bit more both of us kind of feeling like austin's going to be a little bit more straightforward and utopia might take a little bit more time to digest um and then after that we've got a lot of movies that have come out a lot of movies coming out um barbie uh oppenheimer mission impossible uh things that we're going to do going forward in the future it's a lot of stuff that's cool that's coming up yeah. Yes, sir. Oh. All right. That hurts from we'll, sitting uh, in this chair for so long. <laughs> this was a long one. <laughs> yeah, this is not a very comfy chair. Yeah, the things that we do for our our, our few listeners is just. <laughs> I'm just glad it was this long because it could have been a lot shorter if my if my lawn was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> that's true. That's true, old man. Hopefully it's uh hopefully it's still surviving. Um check us out every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Um YouTube Shorts, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh we'll be coming to you this week with some some highlights from this episode on socials, I'm sure. 
yep. seeing who we can anger and, and who agrees with us. If anyone agrees with us, which I think is yet no to happen. Gonna, so no one's going to agree with us. I think there's people out there. I just, just think the people who are normal people and don't hate like, or don't think that Taylor Swift is a God. Like, I think they just don't care enough because they're not psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I, I think they're out there and they support us. I just don't think they say anything because they're chill. Yeah. I do the same. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you all next week for Austin. Yeah. Coming up.